Thank you for listening to the Cultivate Church audio podcast. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and motivated. Now here's today's message. Hey, I'm so glad to see you here. I want to welcome all of you watching by the internet as well. Hey, how many of you are excited that it's week two of our 21 days of prayer and fasting? You would be a little bit, oh, come on, okay, okay, okay. You'd be a little more excited than I know if it was week three, okay? It was like right at time to stop. But we're in week two of a 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I just want to encourage you as we are in the middle of this just to keep moving forward. I know that you started some things and you didn't quite get it on day two or maybe day three, and you're already thinking, well, I'm already behind. Pick up today and start again. Some of you may have not started at all, and you say, well, I can't do that. And now you're kind of wishing you'd have dove in and, and participated in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Do it. Start today. It's okay. You can start right in the middle. Uh, I'll tell you that online at cultivatechurch.tv, there's some resources. Uh, there's a tab that says 21 days of prayer and fasting, and you can get a download guide for how to get started and some ideas of what to do. I'll also encourage you, there is a devotional every day that you can sign up for. You can do it through the church app or through the website, and you can get in your inbox uh, a devotion every day written by someone here in the church with a video with worship uh, to get your day started, kind of get you in the groove and get you ready for 21 days of prayer and fasting. And then also, just to help us through this uh, three weeks, every Thursday night, both campuses in Alabaster, Columbiana are open from 6 to 7 uh, just to come in and pray. And I'm telling you, this past Thursday night was so awesome just to see people come in. And uh, we were going to start at 6. I was going to say hello to everybody and kind of start us off and just pray together to begin. But I looked around the room and before 6 o'clock, had even hit, people were already praying. And I thought, man, that's just incredible. So you may can come and stay an hour. You may can come and stay five minutes. Whatever you want to do, just find a, a moment to stop in and pray. I'm telling you, it was just a real powerful time together. And then on the last Sunday night of this month, go ahead and write it down. We'll actually celebrate with a night of prayer and worship together at our Columbiana campus. We'll host this time and we're just going to pray together, and we're, going to, we're just going to worship God, and we're going to thank Him for all the stuff that's happened over 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I know it's difficult. I saw some people shaking as you came in this morning. There's no caffeine, no coffee, all that kind of stuff. Just stick it through. I promise you God's going to do some great stuff as we prepare ourselves for an incredible year together. I want you to go ahead and grab your outline for today's message. I'm so pumped about this series that we're in. We're calling RE, and we're talking about different things that help us start our year. Last week, uh, we talked about being refreshed and how if we would refresh ourselves and the way that we take care of ourselves and that we would be healthy, that we could do healthy things this year. We believe that this can be our greatest year if it's our greatest year spiritually and if we take care of ourselves physically and mentally and emotionally in every way. So we want to make sure that we're refreshing ourselves this year and we talked about ways that we could do that. And then today I titled your message Revise. And I want to talk about how do we start over? How do we do things again? I know that for many of us, I've already heard some people say it. Well, I, my New Year's resolutions are things that were on my list last year that didn't get done. Come on, this is my year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose 50 pounds and you found 54. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever you think it was going to be my year and life happens, doesn't it? Things happen. Stuff happens, our feelings happen, emotions happen, relationships happen, finances happen, different stuff. And before you know it, the year is gone. And here we are all over again. And for some of us, we need to learn how to revise some things and to get a do-over. I love a do-over. Especially, I, I like to play golf. Um, I call it golf. I don't know if you real golfers would call what I do golf. But I enjoy it. And so I, what I love most about it is that you get that mulligan. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And if you play with me, if you become my favorite golfing buddy, Buddies, we get lots of mulligans. Yeah, you know, I'll go ahead and hit another one. That's okay. There's nobody behind us. Because I like that moment to try it again. Wait, let's just stop. Let's, let's do that 
again. And some of us in here, we need a do-over. We've got some things that we've got in our life that we just need to revise and get rid of. We've got some habits that we form. We need to revise it. We need to get rid of it. And so today, we're just going to learn with three simple things, three statements that we can make together this year that will really help us to restart, to revise, revisit some things that we've done in the past. And so I want you to look at your outline, Romans 12 and 2, is the scripture that we're basing this entire series on. And here's what it says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's power in the way that we think and the way that we see things. Our thoughts direct our feelings. It directs our actions. And so if we get the mind of Christ, what the Bible teaches us, if we get his mind to direct our thoughts, we won't run the way the world runs. We won't get into the same ruts that we are usually finding ourselves into. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What would 2020 look like if we could do those things? What would 2020 look like if we were completely transformed and we were able to revise some unhealthy things that were in our lives, that maybe we could redo it, that we could rewrite the script, we could retell the story of what God is doing in us. So not only is my life benefited, but the lives of other people. So today I want us to pray, and as we go into this message, I just want us to seek the Lord and what he would say to us today to help us to revise some things as we start this year. So Father, I love you. What a great day together. We thank you for your presence that's in this room. We don't take that lightly. You are our guest of honor today. We are here to love you, Father, and to thank you for all the faithfulness that you bring to our life. Everything is sourced from you. And in this moment, we give you freedom to speak to our hearts and to speak to our lives today through your word. I pray that our ears would be open, that it's you we hear, our minds that we understand what you say, and our hearts that we're not just hearers of the word, but we, we retain it. We're doers. We leave out of this place differently than we came. Father, speak to us over the next few moments. We give you our best in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you to get your outline. I want to talk to you about three statements that we need to make this year, learn to say, that will help us to revise some things. And the first is this. We need to learn to say why. There's power in the question of why. If you're a parent, you get asked that question a lot. I have a three-year-old, and I have learned that is one of his favorite words to use. I say, pal, you need to eat your dinner. We struggle with him eating food. Buddy, you need to eat your dinner. Why? I said, well, pal, look, you, you need to learn to eat because that's how you're going to grow and you're going to get bigger. I said, I need you to look at dad. He looks big to you now, but he's not. You need to do better than dad. You need protein. You need to begin early. You need to begin eating, eating, and eating. And so we're in this process of, uh, you know, he'll say, well, can I have this? And when he says this, it's always some sort of sweet candy something. He's like his mama. Her mama would live on sweets if she could. Can I have this? Well, the answer is no. Why? Because, buddy, that won't help you to grow. Now, if I eat this, would this help me to grow, Dad? Yeah, that will help you to grow. So we're learning the difference between protein and sugar. And so he'll say, but why do I do it? And then it's like bath time. Why do I have to take a bath? It's because we don't smell you, buddy. That's why. Because we want you to have friends. We want people to want to hang around you. You need to be clean. That's why. He says, so, Dad, if I don't take a bath, I'll be dirty. Yeah, you're getting it, buddy. Yes, the answer to your question of why. But as parents, do you know what the most temptation is when we get the question of why? Because I said so. That's the easiest thing to do. Buddy, I don't want to talk about it. I've told you 15 times. I don't want to tell you again. Look at your father because I said so. Brought you in the world, and I can 
take you out. Isn't that right? Because I said so. That's the temptation naturally that I want to bring to that question of why. But that doesn't empower us. It doesn't change us. It just gets us doing a mode or a form of something. And we live in a culture of a world that does not want us to say why. It just wants us to do and to act like what other people do and how they act and what's on the news and what we see in the media. That's what they want us to do. And unfortunately, many of us live our lives just doing what we do and we've never stopped to ask the question, why? You're carrying emotions, feelings, you go through a routine every day, you're at that job, you're in those relationships, and you never stop to go, why do I feel this way? Why do I settle for less than the best? Why do I feel less about myself than what God says about me? Why am I at this job? Look at your spouse. Why did I marry you? Some of us need a good reminder, don't we? Why did I have these kids? You need a good reminder sometimes. Sometimes it's healthy to say why. Because when we don't say why, we just do things without even knowing why we're doing it. And that's why we never accomplish things that we want to accomplish. It's why we find ourselves in a revolving cycle, feeling like we don't have purpose or we're not making a difference or we're just on this cycle of life that is not fulfilling. And the question is, why am I doing what I'm doing? Look at what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It's on your outline. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a large, a huge, a big crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, Come on, we're surrounded in community here. We got people to help us do this. Then let's do something. Let's strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Let's strip off every weight that slows us down. Think about it. If you were to identify some things in your life right now, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why am I at this job? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think this? What if we were to identify those things and then begin the process of stripping those things away? What if we just made a decision in 2020, this is going to be the year that I don't carry all of this stuff with me? Why? Because it's harmful. Why? Because it's holding me back. I love this illustration, and I think it's so timely in, in 2020, of January of 2020, because many of us are going, I'm going to get in shape this year. This is my year. I'm going to lose that weight. I'm going to run again. I'm going to learn to move a little bit again. I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. This year. I'm going to get a membership. Well, I'll get a thigh master. Like, we're going to do something, right? We're going to get ourselves going. And the Bible uses this illustration of running this race. And getting rid of the stuff that keeps us from running the race the way that we should run it. Now, I'll be honest, there's nothing more on the planet than I despise than running. I don't like to do it. Eight years ago, uh, Jen and I made a decision. We were going to start uh, going to the gym, and we were going to start exercising and kind of getting in shape. And, and I realized that there was a part of that that involved uh, moving, movement. And, um, and so I wasn't real uh, keen to that. There's other portions that I saw in the gym that were a little slower moving pace that I appreciated. But the running portion, I didn't want, I, I didn't want any part of that. But I've disciplined myself. Now, this is not much to some of you, my bros and barbells group in here, wherever you are. Some of you guys run five, six miles, and, you don't, and then you start. That's when you're getting started, right? Your runner's high. Well, you addicts, that's all I'm saying. Don't be high. Stop it. <laughs> 
I run about a mile every day in the gym, and that's, I know it's not much, but for me, I'm doing something. I discipline myself, but I learned some things. When I began this process of, of saying, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to change some things, and I'm, I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to get healthy, I realized that I couldn't go to the gym like this, okay? If you're a runner, you learn a few things, and I'm picking up on it. First of all, I would never run in these shoes, these, these are what I would call my Sunday shoes. Anybody got your Sunday shoes? That's when you wear them. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't run in these. So when I prepare myself, I have to strip these things off because, number one, they're a little heavy. Uh, number two, they're leather. So, you know, you don't want sweaty feet inside of leather. And uh, they don't have the quite support that you need when you run. There are certain soles. There are certain um, support from the ankles that you need when you run. They actually say that if you get a bad pair of running shoes, that it will prohibit you from being able to run long distances. If your legs hurt when you run, sometimes it can be contributed totally to your shoes. So I never walk in the gym wearing a pair of shoes like this. I don't see anybody else in the gym wearing a pair of shoes like this. So I think, okay, well, what do I do? And then I begin to think, and I look around, and I go, okay, nobody's in the gym or running down the road in a long sleeve shirt. Have you ever seen somebody go in there, I mean, really getting at it, know what they're doing, and they're wearing a button-up shirt? You don't see it. So if you're going to go to the gym and you're going to run, you need to begin to strip off some things that don't belong. And many of us are in our gym of life, and we're running, and we're all prepared the wrong way. You got the wrong shoes on, you got the wrong shirt on, and then, Lord forbid, you go up in there in some blue jeans. You can't go to the gym... In a pair of blue jeans. Don't look. This was not creepy when Mr. Rogers did it. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. I got shorts on. Don't worry. Come on. This is PG, folks. Sit back down. Sit back down. Myrtle, Myrtle, get your purse relieving. No. So I realize... Now, this is a big deal. I'm going to tell you something. You know, some people have to get over the fear of uh, public speaking. There's a few things that you notice in the gym. Um, women really like leg day and a glute day. That's just an appropriate way to say butt day. They, that's the two. Men, typically, you know, chest and arms. And So I've neglected legs for a few years. So let's just ignore that right there. So, but I do understand that if I am going to go, I have, I have to strip some things off if I'm going to run this race. So I actually have some things that actually aid me in the little bit of running that I do. I have a pair of shoes that are breathable. They're stretchable. Air gets in here. They have the right tread for running. They have the right support for my feet. They're comfortable. I don't look silly when I go in there. You know, that's part of the process there. And so I would put on the right shoes. And the shirt that I would wear is breathable. It's absorbent, so I'm not sweating all over the place. It, it is light, and then a pair of shorts, so I can move my little legs as fast as they'll go. I'm, I'm, I'm stripping off some things that keep me from doing my best at what it is that I am called to do. What is it in our life that we are trying to perform and trying to do and trying to work, but everything is working against us? What if we just ask the question, why am I doing that? Why am I approaching life this way? Maybe I can't find life on purpose because everything is out of place. So if I ask myself the question, why, I believe it reveals some other things so that we can learn to say, number two, bye. I think we ought to say it on the count of three together. One, two, three. Bye. 
I like it this way. By Shaquita, I like that. By Shaquita, that's just fun. I don't care. Yeah, that's just fun, all right? Shaquita, I love it, okay? If you're sweet, is that Felicia? I love it. Learn to say bye. When you begin to ask, now I'm going to challenge you. I want you to prepare yourself. Because when you begin to ask the question why, it will reveal some things in which you need to say bye. So you need to be prepared about what is coming next. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, I'm saying this for your benefit. When the Bible speaks and says something is for my benefit, I need to lean in just a little bit and know that something is good coming out of here. This is not to place restrictions on you. God's word is not for restrictive living. It is for free living. It doesn't hold us back. It sets us free. It pushes us forward. It's not about rules and regulations. It is literally, it is hot, so don't touch it. And as long as you don't touch it, it seems like it would be more fun to touch it until what? You touch it. And you go, you know what? That really was hot. The Bible is here to get us healthy and free. So it says, I want you to discover or to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best as with few distractions as possible. When we ask the question, why? I believe it will begin to reveal some things that are distracting in our life. Because we can all do good things or we could do great things. God's given us great things, but many of us are distracted by all the good things that are out there. We're doing everything. If you looked at your schedule and said, why do I do these things? Why is this a part of my every day? I believe there was probably some things that you could go, I need to cut these things loose. Because the devil destroys with distractions. Distractions destroy God's best for my life, even if it's good things. Asking why reveals what to say bye to. Now, I told you, I don't particularly like the running, okay? Now, the exercise portion, I run out of labor. I run out of, I feel like I should too. Somebody's going to ask me. But what I do like is I do like the weight training part. Believe it or not, I like the weight training part. Now, you know, I, you look around the room, and I could spot a Goliath over here four or five rows back, you know, Robbie. And so I, I don't want Robbie up here with me, but I'm just telling you, don't, don't judge, but I enjoy it. And so what I will find is that when I, when I, when I get rid of some whys and I say uh, buys, and, and then I begin to focus on things that, that, are, that are good for me. And so uh, some of you think about, you know, your day is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, it's, it's, it's chest day, arm day, back day, leg day. That's kind of how you, you figure that scenario. For me, it's usually um, chest day, arm day, chest day, arm day. That's kind of the way I like to do it. And so I love to go in the gym. And this is my favorite thing. Arm day is my favorite. This right here. And listen, you hear that? If the barbell ain't crying, you ain't doing nothing. That's what, you know what I'm saying? If the barbell doesn't cry, you're not. But this right here, this is, the, this, is, this is awesome. But I understand that even though that has benefit, that I have to get over here and I have to do a little bit of this right here too, okay? And so I kind of went from the Richard Simmons, and then you kind of learn and you kind of focus in. You, you get there. But then what I notice is many of us, instead of being all here or all here, when we get our lives out of balance or out of order, many of us are trying to do this right here. This is silly. <laughs> I don't know if you know, this is silly. 
You've never seen anybody running down the street with a barbell, running like this right here. You don't see anybody at the gym on the treadmill, running like this right here. This is the best I can do. I can't, it would take me a year to get a mile out doing this right here. So why are we in life, even though they're good things and they carry benefit, why are we bringing these things together? There's something that we need to learn to say bye. I was in the gym the other day and I saw a sign on a piece of equipment that looked just like this. You ever saw one of these? You ever pulled up to the gas pump? You pull in there just right and you got to go, oh, I got to get back in the car. Got to move it all the way around to try to get gas again. How much stuff, if you ask why, to learn to say bye, would you look at it in your life and go, it's out of order? I think right now you ought to list a few. It's out of order. You know what out of order actually means? It's broke. It's a fancy, nice way to say it's broke. Nobody wants you to walk up to their store and go, oh, it's broken. No, it's just out of order. It's just not in, it's broken. The enemy would look at our life and go, hey, it's just out of order. No, it's broken. There's things in my life that are broken. And that's why it doesn't seem to work. Not that it's bad. It's not that it doesn't have a place. It just means that it's out of order. And so I believe this. When you begin to put things in order, other things that don't belong, other things that don't matter as much, they'll begin to fade away. If my family is struggling, and I'm starting this year off going, I'm about to lose my family. I don't even know how to get it back. I've come so far. I don't even know why I say, well, why am I doing everything else that's taken away from my family? So I need to say bye to some of those things. and I need to take my family. I'll put them back at the front of the list. And you know what happens? It pushes something else farther down the line. Learn to put some things in order. And I'm going to give you three ways, easy ways to do it. The first is this, is you need to have goals. Have goals. What am I chasing after? Look on the screen in, in Psalm chapter 90, verse 2. The Bible actually tells us to teach us to number our days that we may have a heart of wisdom. God, teach me to number my days. In other words, let me make every moment count. Why is my life surrounded by all this stuff? God, help me put things in order so that I can live a life on purpose for you. Set some goals in your life. And if right now what you're doing and the actions that you're taking, if it's not accelerating your goals and propping them up and adding value to it, then say goodbye. Listen, they would tell me, that, you know what, what are you going to do when, you're, when, you, when, you, when your legs look like toothpicks? I said, I'm going to buy bigger pants. <laughs> My goal had never been leg day, never was the goal. So why waste time on something that's not the goal? If your goal is your family, then you need to set some things in line and you need to say bye to some things that's in the way. If your marriage needs help, you need to say goodbye to some things that's blocking your marriage. If your relationship with God is nearly non-existent, you need to say goodbye to lots of things and reorder and set a goal and say, this year, I'm going to be closer to God. This year, I'm going to give more. This year, I'm going to serve more. This year, I'm going to stop saying those things. This year, I'm going to stop believing that about myself. This year, I'm not going to be afraid to do what God's called me to do. Set some goals. The second thing I would tell you is set some habits in your life. Habits. 
It's simple. Habits, listen, are formed by a decision, by an action, and by a reward. It's a decision. That's what starts habits. It's 21 days of prayer and fasting. One of the greatest times to set some new habits in your life. You just make a decision. I am going to do this. And then you take action and you go, you know what? That, that was awesome. I feel better. I, I, I acted better. My attitude was better. My decision this year, not going to sit around with those same people that make me feel certain ways or say certain ways or think certain. I'm not going to do it. So I decide to not do that, to say goodbye. I take the action to surround myself with positive people. And then suddenly I'm going, man, I feel better. I'm thinking better. I'm more positive. I treat people better. You set those habits. And then the third portion of that is you just have commitment to it. Set some commitment. And, and I want to tell you something about commitment. There, there's three portions of commitment. The first is the honeymoon phase. Come on, you, you know, you say, I'm going on a diet. It's my day. And then you go, you know what? I have been eight hours. I didn't eat anything I shouldn't have eaten. And then you realize you just got out of bed. But you're still saying it was eight hours. I made it. We're starting a good head start. So honeymoon phase, I can do this. I got this. And then it's the fight through phase. Okay, I got I to gotta do this again. Okay, I didn't do as good this morning, but okay, I'm going to push through. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to finish this throughout the day. So you, you have this moment of, of, of this, this honeymoon, and then you kind of have to fight through it, and then it becomes, it's just what I do. Well, I just, I just do this. And when people look at you and go, man, how do you respond so positively in that situation? You go, it's what I do. How do, you, how do you have so much patience with your kids? I don't know. It's just what we do. How do you make it to church every Sunday? It's just what we do. How do you serve so, I mean, you, you're doing it. It's just what we do. Why do you do it? Because I'm living my life on purpose. Because I've structured some things in my life. Because I've set some goals. And I've got certain things that I want to obtain. And I've set a standard for the way that I live. So I said goodbye to everything else. Everything doesn't carry the same weight of importance. And the things that do must be put in order. I can try to run and I can try to lift, but I'll never get the benefit of doing both at the same time. Set some order in my life. So why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Say bye to things that don't belong. And then number three and last is learn to say try. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. That's a strong statement. Because we think of sin as, as that stuff. We think of sin as the big things. Now, every one of us in here, if we were to say sin, we'd probably swing for the fences. But the Bible simply says, if you know to do right and to do good and you don't do it, it's a sin. In other words, as I look at my life and I take this inventory of why am I doing the things that I do? Will I say goodbye to things that are in my way? And will I have the faith to try again. Some of us have given up. Some of us have said, I've been there. I've tried that. I, 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 you know, I have no idea. I've attempted that a thousand times. It's just who I am. It's just who my parents were. My grandparents were this way. I was raised this way. Learn to try again. Say, so I'm going to do it one more time. Because if I know to do it and I don't, it is sin. Listen, I, I wrote this down. The only thing worse than starting and failing it's not starting at all. You'll never finish what you don't start. We planted this church. As a matter of fact, I'm, this week, Cultivate Church turns eight. Columbiana turns two. Isn't that awesome? 
And when we planted this church, I'm telling you, it was a step of faith. We quit our jobs, and you know, we didn't know anybody. We moved to Shelby County, and and uh, the the number one question was, well, what if it don't work? We said, well, we can at least say we tried. We'll say that we did what God asked us to do, and if it don't work, we'll figure it out after that. It was the greatest fear. It was the greatest fear that we had to overcome of making a decision. Were we going to do what we felt like God asked us to do? What if it doesn't work? And all God needed us to do was to simply try. And I think this year, all God needs you to do is to simply try. You won't get it right every day, but if you'll try it again, you'll get it the next. And if we fail in this area, try it again. And as we inventory our life of why we do it, as we begin to say bye to things that shouldn't be in our life and we put things in proper order and I'm just simply willing to try it again, God will equip us to get it. 2020 can be one of the most incredible years of our life if we go back and just revise some things, put it in order, ask God's blessing on it, and then commit to it and see God do some incredible things. What if we prayed like God wants us to pray? What if we put him first like he so desires to, put, to be put first? What if we looked at other people better than ourselves, what the Bible says? What a difference we would be making in this community. What if we really believed that eternity was real, that there was a heaven and there was a hell, and every encounter with every person was my opportunity to help show them what God desires to do in their life? Let's revise some things, put it in order, and try it again. I want to pray for us. I invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. And, uh, as the team comes and plays softly, we're not going to do anything funny or weird around here. If you're our guest, nobody's coming to get you. Online, I just pray that you just settle where you are and don't let any distraction come your way. This is an opportunity that we have to do just exactly what we talked about today. I want you to ask yourself this question. Why am I going to walk out of here with the same stuff that I walked in with? What is it that's in our hearts today that we just need to say goodbye? What's God asking us to try again? On the marriage, on your purpose, with your family, and that business, school, those relationships, what is it? We had a moment today just to ask God to help us. And I would say maybe you're in this room or online and you've never said yes to Jesus. And I ask you the question, why? And whatever excuse that fills your head, what if you said bye right now to whatever that excuse is? Say bye belong here and try again see the difference that Jesus can make in your life I want to pray for you today Father right now for all of my friends in this room watching online if just one would need to say Jesus I need you in my life we would just ask right now Father that you would just forgive us of any sin any barrier any separation that is in our way you've been so good to us and you love us in spite of ourselves None of us are perfect, but today we acknowledge that we need you. So Jesus, we choose to put you first.
thank you for forgiving us of our sin and for having relationship with me. And God, I thank you for all of us who are just in this room today willing to just revise areas of our life. We can look back and say, we've done a lot of things. We've tried it a lot of ways. And we can all see areas where we need to bring order, things that are broken, so that ultimately we can try it again. God, every good work that you begin in us, you said you would bring to completion. You're still working on us. Every day is a brand new day to try it again. Father, I pray blessing over every person. I pray your favor. God, I pray for every circumstance and every situation, every, every need, every barrier, every hurt, every anxiety, every worry, every relationship issue, everything that we are fighting to overcome, those hurts and habits and hangups. God, I just pray that today you would do what only you can do. Speak to our hearts and speak to our lives today. We give you freedom to use us in this brand new year. We put you first and we declare that this year will be lived differently than the last. Thank you for everything that's to come, for every breakthrough that would happen in the life of every person. We claim that all around us, people will find Jesus through the life of Cultivate Church and those who live it. We love you and we honor you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Come on, church. Can we put our hands together? Come on, celebrate Jesus today.